legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus Welcome again to another broadcast. I am Dreamwalker1960. Today we will be studying the letters to the seven churches found in Revelations chapter 2 and 3. To help with this lesson, I will be studying the John Wolford Commentaries. It's W-A-L-V-O-O-R-D. This uh, gentleman wrote several commentaries, and I'm going to be using them as a guide in what I'm going to accomplish here. They're one of the best commentaries I've ever run, uh, encountered for the book of Revelation. But why am I going to these commentaries? Because I have found them to be the most credible of all the commentaries I've encountered throughout the years. This gentleman dealt specifically with the books of prophecies that are within the Bible. He went into Daniel, Matthew, and First and Second Thessalonians, as well as Revelations. Now what made me go seeking after the knowledge of these books? In my very first podcast that I made where I introduced myself, I mentioned a dream I had when I was 18. What is in that dream is between me and God. However, it sparked my journey to earnestly study the Bible, and as I have read the Bible, the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation stood out the most to me. During my late teenage years, a church was built right next to my house, so I decided one Sunday to go into this church. And it was a Methodist church, and I sat down, and the minister started to talk. And what did they talk about? The book of Revelation. The very first thing out of his mouth the book of Revelation is a fairy tale. My jaw dropped. I was in shock, and I never went back to that church or any Methodist church ever again. This one event caused two things to take place. An even stronger desire to learn the truth within the book of Revelation, and a very strong mistrust of the buildings called churches. For the church is not a building, but those people that follow Jesus Christ. This latter fact has been reinforced time and again as I have tried to go to buildings that, that call themselves churches, but I've gotten off track. Let's get back on topic, which is the seven letters to the seven churches that happened in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. Why this topic? Well, a majority of scholars have determined it is that even though these seven churches were churches that John did write to, they represent the seven types of mental states within the body of Christ within each of them, from being faithful to willfully turning away from, from Christ. However, as time has marched on since these letters were written approximately 60 years after Jesus went to the cross and rose again on the third day, that these letters reflect how the churches both religion-wise and spiritually had reflected each of these letters throughout the centuries, meaning they were both concurrent and chronological. Now, concurrent means to happen or exist at the same time, while chronological means arranged in an order of time. So what I'm saying here is that even though these churches were, each church was living these exact same ways while John was alive, they each take on a body of the entire church throughout the centuries, one after the other, in order. We are living in what is called the Church Age. The beginning of the Church Age began on the third day when Jesus Christ rose from the tomb, while the ending of the age is when the Church is called up into heaven in the rapture. 
what has happened between the beginning of the age and the end of the age, people have thought to be a mystery. However, when you take these seven letters into account, God is telling us how we will know when to expect his son to return. Now, in the uh, commentary that is written by Mr. Wolford on the book of Revelation, the churches are described this way. The first letter is to Ephesus, the orthodox but lost church. The second is to Smyrna, the suffering church. The next letter is to Pergamum, the compromising church. The fourth letter is to Thyatira, the tolerant, permissive church. The next letter is to Sardis, the dead church. Then, Philadelphia, the faithful church. Lastly, we have Laodicea, the lukewarm, useless church. So let's do this chronologically and give you the letters in order from first to last, and we will give you the approximate timeline of when these occur events occurred throughout history. So, the first letter. The first phase goes from the times that the letters were written, which would later become the New Testament, to approximately 100 years after the crucifixion. In this time were the descendants of those who had seen Jesus themselves. These people adhered to the teachings of the letters, but could not fully comprehend what their parents had encountered when they had first had experience of Jesus, and so they became lost. So now we move on to the second letter. This second phase interlaced with the first, for in this time those that worshipped Jesus were seen as criminals. In fact, in the histories written by Josephus is an account of James, the half-brother of Jesus, who has been tried and then stoned with others for breaking the law. However, the prosecution ended in 313 AD when the Emperor Constantine converted to Christianity and made it legal for Christians to worship God freely in the Roman Empire. So now, the third letter. When Constantine made it legal to be Christians, it became the popular fad to become Christian. So it can be said, this letter in the chronological order began in 313 AD, and the corruption and intermingling of different beliefs started to change and corrupt the true faith in Jesus Christ. I will quote from the book on Revelation by John Wolford on page 67. Though some benefit was gained by the successful defense of the biblical truth by the Council of Nicaea in A.D. 325, the history of the three centuries that followed is a record of increasing corruption of the church, depart from biblical doctrine, and attempt to combine Christian theology with pagan philosophies. So that would place the timeline for this to end in around the 600 ADs. So now let's move on to the fourth letter. It is here that the pagan influences entered into the church and are still present today, like All Saints Day, which led to Halloween and the birth of Christ being celebrated in December, as well as the inclusion of statues and imagery being made of Jesus. All of this is mainly due to the official introduction of the Catholic Church in 313 AD. However, there is evidence that can be shown that the church unofficially existed as early as 110 AD. Now, even though the Catholic Church has become the official church throughout the Middle Ages, it was filled with corruption and led mostly by a greedy, self-serving hierarchy. It is partly this behavior, but it is also due to the fall of the Byzantine Empire that a shift took place, which resulted in the Greek transcripts of the Bible to make their way into Europe, 
And so this period ends in 1517 AD, at which time Martin Luther placed his 95 theses on the church door in Germany. This leads us to the fifth letter. Now, even though the Great Reformation was going on during this time period, there was a type of spiritual death occurring in this time frame, a spiritual death that resulted in the persecution of those that sought after the true teachings of the Bible. This great expansion of civilization took place in this time frame, and many cultures were dominated or destroyed. The Spanish Inquisition occurred in this time frame, and greed was the ruler of most hearts. Also the lust of man's carnal desires which caused the creation of the Church of England. From within this came those that sought after the truth within the Bible, the Quakers and the Puritans. And so this period can said to have ended when these people fled Europe for a new land where they could worship God and Jesus in the way the Bible taught them. When they landed in what is now called Massachusetts in 1620 A.D. And so we come to the sixth letter. Again, as we said, there has been overlapping between these events in these letters. For as I said at the beginning of this podcast, the churches were not just chronological but concurrent. This is seen here. For as I mentioned, the Great Reformation began in 1517, and this is the beginning of the time period for the fifth letter. Well, it is also the beginning for the sixth letter. In this time period, not only did we get, as mentioned before, those that settled in the United States, we also saw the spread of the true gospel of Jesus Christ all the way down to the common people. This was done through the creation of the printing press and through the works of those that translated the Bible into the common languages. For example, the King James Version of the Bible, which was made officially certified in 1611 AD. This great expansion and growth in faith and belief did not end until the middle of the 1960s. However, we can give an official end to this period. That being August 1969. And it was even given a name, Woodstock. And now we come to the seventh letter, and the last church that is foretold will precede the return of Jesus Christ, and the entire reason that the book of Revelation was written. We come to the description of the lukewarm. Revelation 3, 17 and 18. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also, buy white garments from me, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness. And ointments for your eyes, so you shall be able to see. This is also today's church, which has been seduced by the luxuries of this soft and pampering world we now live within. Even now, the children revolt against their elders, thinking they know better than those that have been in the world longer. They have been so spoiled that they wish to have everything just handed over to them. This is selfishness to the extreme. This is totally opposite of placing God first and treating all others about you as you would wish to be treated yourself. The golden rule is dead 
and it was killed by those that wished to kick God totally out of the world. Well, now as the violence is on the increase, different social groups begin to self-segregate, refusing to interact with none but their own. So we are now in the last age of the church. Most do not wish to accept or believe they are lukewarm. Yet this letter from the glorified Jesus Christ says otherwise. When will Jesus return? All I can say is soon. Very soon. Maybe even sooner than you may think. Now I have written an entire series on these letters in my blog at dreamwalker1960.com. I will repost them soon after this podcast drops. If you wish to read it, please do so. Also, I highly recommend the John Wolford Prophecy Commentaries. May God be with you and God bless you. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I
legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus